This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Five Wives Vodka, Market Source Real Estate, and the Salt Lake Barber Company. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout this episode. All right. I want to give you a warm welcome today to episode 375 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you out to the family. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you're like, what is this podcast all about? What am I about to listen to? Well, this is a podcast where we showcase awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We're talking to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. I think you get the idea. We're talking with anyone that might have a cool story to share. And like I said, this is episode 375, so we have an entire back catalog for you to listen to. My name is Chris, and I am here with my awesome co-host, Chrissy. You like that? I'm introducing you as Chrissy today. We're back to the basics, man. Because I think the last (laughs) episode, you were still saying you were Christina. Christina. And I've realized it's just not sticking. People in my life are like, nope, I'll never call you Christina. So let's just go back to basics. Hey, everyone, I'm Chrissy. I'm doing great. And today on the podcast, we actually got to sit down and chat with local Instagram influencer and influencer coach, Maddie Mink. Maddie got to share her story with us and told us her trials and struggles and what led her to eventually becoming an Instagram influencer. So we're going to get into that conversation shortly. It was an awesome It was very inspiring. Yeah. Hey, we're recording today right in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City in our podcast studio, which is located right in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street. And not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can come and buy your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt, which with warmer days, I better see a lot of these t-shirts out and about in Salt Lake City. I agree. And we also want to personally extend our invitation to you to come join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. We have an amazing community of listeners who all get together and talk and have conversations about this great city that we live in, and we want you to be a part of it. You can just go to facebook.com, obviously, and search for I Am Salt Lake Community, or you can just type in IamSaltLake.com forward slash group, and it will send you right to the Facebook group. And we have a lot of fun in there, and if you want to keep up on events going on in Salt Lake City, if you have questions, maybe you're just moving here, check this group out. Hey, before we get into this conversation, though, with Maddie Mink... Let's tell you about one of our awesome sponsors for this episode, Five Wives Vodka. I have three words. Num, num, num. Hey, not only are they delicious, Mm -hmm. but they're local and they're delicious. Okay. (laughs) Hey, so, So good you have to say it twice. The next time you head on over to the state liquor store, pick up a bottle of Five Wives Vodka. The next time you head on over to your neighborhood bar, ask for Five Wives Vodka by name. Because if you don't know by now... Every time you take a shot of Five Wives Vodka, you are supporting this podcast. They actually have three different flavors that Chrissy and I are going to tell you about. They have the original. This is my all-time favorite. This is the one made from Utah Mountain Spring Water. It's 100% distilled corn spirit and it's gluten-free. The spring is hidden in beautiful Ogden Canyon, which makes it inaccessible by vehicle, so they're having to hike this water out five gallons at a time. So technically, it's also healthy for you, right? Am I right? (laughs) Hey, I like that. (laughs) 
But for those of you who like a little more spice in your drink, you need to check out Five Wives Sinful. Sinful is a delicious cinnamon-flavored vodka. It's like a cinnamon bear without the sugar. It's so good. It, uh, it's not like other cinnamon products that give you a cinnamon candy taste that lingers in your mouth. Sinful is like a morning cinnamon roll, and it only has 76 calories per ounce. They also have the Five Wives Heavenly. This is another one of their flavored vodka, but this is with a delicious vanilla taste. Heavenly's rich, buttery vanilla flavor it comes through without coating your taste buds with sugar, and this results in more vanilla and less calories. Their website, fivewivesvodka.com. Feel free, go visit it, check it out. Great resource. They even have some recipes up there. But like I said, head on over to the state liquor store, pick up two bottles, one for you, one for the neighbor next door, or ask for Five Wives Vodka by name next time you visit your local bar. And every time you take a shot of Five Wives Vodka, you are supporting this podcast. So with all that being said, many thanks to Five Wives Vodka for being one of our awesome supporters. Let's jump into that conversation that we had with Maddie Mink when she came and sat down with us at our podcast studio located right in downtown Salt Lake City. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. What did your childhood smell like? It smelled like a barn, so we're talking manure here. So based off of that, you grew up on a farm, I would guess, no? So I grew up in the city, but I was a farm girl, and my most tender memories was my horse. So I was determined to get a horse, so I got one kind of behind my parents' back when I was like 13 years old, saved up all my babysitting money, and my state president had a barn, and he let me keep the horse there. And so the agreement after my parents kind of found out what I was doing is if I walked down there every day and took care of all the horses, then I could have my horse there. So that is like my childhood is working in the barn and having a horse. You bought a horse behind their (laughs) back? Did they, so they didn't know you bought it or how did that They knew I always wanted one, but they weren't, they were city people. They were entrepreneurs. That was not their thing. And so I had been on KSL. I'd been looking for one, looking, and I actually found someone wanting to do a feed lease, which is where you basically own their horse, but you're not paying for it. You're, you're not paying them monthly. You just take care of it for them. And so I found this horse and I made all the arrangements and I realized at that point that I should probably tell my parents because I had no way to transport (sighs) it. How did they take that? Well, I was bred to be an entrepreneur is what I tell them. So they can't really blame me for my ambition of drive of going to get what I want. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of kind of good for you, right? Yeah. They, it, I they think, must have been proud. Honestly, I think at that point, like a parent couldn't really be like, well, I can't really say no. Like she already has a place for it. She already has a way to pay for it. She's already figured it out. We can't really say no. Did you grow up here in Utah then? Yeah, or what? I did, um, in the Draper area. Okay, so because you were saying your parents were city people. Yes. So I was like, well, what city are we talking We're here, talking you know? Draper. Draper, so the, <laughs> the big city of Draper. The big city of Draper. <laughs> did you ever move away at all, or have you kind of been in this general area for so your whole life? So I have moved kind of all over Utah about two and a half, three years ago now. I actually ended up at Ground Zero living in my car, and I was forced to live in the Walmart parking lot, and then in West Valley for almost a year. So that was, I went from the drastic of living up by the Draper Temple, living the the high life to no money, no family, divorced, and living in my car, nowhere to go, and having to rent a room in West Valley. 
So quite drastic that I've lived. And now I live in South Jordan. So now I'm like the happy medium right now. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you, you seem like you're in a good situation now, right? Compared to, so I mean, a year in a car. I don't know how in depth we, you so know, we don't, I, we don't a have a month to, in my car. Oh, but it, oh I was going to say a year. A month in, in my car. car. It was a month. It was a long month. Might as well have been a year. I've never, I've never had to, have you had to live in your car, Chrissy? No. And you know, I've I feel always like wondered I what to. it would be like. Maybe we should try it out. I feel like. Is it a good idea? Every, it's every, a good experiential training. I mean, if you're trying to ever to be empathetic with someone, you, you've got that opportunity now, right? True. <laughs> true. Honestly, being a gym person and being a trainer was probably my saving grace because you've got the showers, okay. you can go work out, you have a place to go. But yeah, it Were was, you a trainer during that time? I was, yep. Okay. Yep, I had been a trainer for, well, I'd been a trainer now for eight years, so however long ago, five years or whatever, so. Very cool. And we might get back into that, you know, at some <laughs> point in the podcast, but to just kind of move forward a little bit, like before you're doing like what you're doing now, well, actually, let's even back up further, growing up. Yes. What did you want to be as a child, right? Like I wanted to be a police officer or a fireman. Like I'm just kind of wondering, young Maddie. I wanted to be anything opposite of girly, which is funny because everything of my brand is queening and princess and everything. I wanted to either be a cop or in the military or work on cars, anything. I really like to rough it. My dad owned a car dealership and I used to beg him to teach me about the cars and I just loved it. And so I grew up kind of in high school drag racing and doing the whole car thing and street racing. And I loved it. I love the whole rough, badass thing. So yeah. there's, there's very contrasted sides to Maddie. That makes her. Well, I was just going to say, you know, that badass. Now, <laughs> so when did that shift or are you still kind of into cars? And because you're still, obviously not. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not super rough. Way. And so I think that's what I realized is I don't have to be drastically like this badass chick who's like all into cars and super grungy but I can still really be beautiful and I can be classy. And that's a lot of things that I actually do now, which got me into firearms. So I'm actually one of the public figures for pro firearms for Utah. And I teach concealed carry classes. I go on the news all the time about it because I'm a classy entrepreneur woman, but I also am very into firearms. I went and trained with Elena Cardone in Florida. I've done SWAT trainings. I've done all of these trainings because I love it still and I can be both. And I think that's the whole thing is we have these stereotypes and my purpose is to break all of them. Elena Cardone, that's Grant Cardone's wife, right? Yes. Yeah. For people listening that might not be familiar. <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually just recently got introduced to him. I know that sounds crazy. I'm reading, well, I read a book obsessed or something. Uh, I can't remember uh, yeah. the name of it. Be obsessed or be average. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's good book. Okay. Good he has book. some good books. Grant, Grant yeah. Cardone's great guy. No, I love what you're doing. I just want to well, step no, no, in real no, quick. Jump in, jump I love, in. I love that you are teaching women that we don't have to be stuck in a box. I mean, we're, we're all taught at a young age that you can either be girly or a tomboy right. or you can do this or you can do that. And it's really difficult for us to really learn who we are because of that stigma. I think it's a really cool thing that you are projecting every side of your personality and the fact that it's okay to be all of them in one. Well, and I think that was one of my hardest challenges was really accepting all of them. Because yeah. like you said, w- growing up, it's like, well, you're this or this. You you can't be both. Those don't go together. Mm-hmm. And so when I really had the opportunity to be honestly completely alone, have no one in my entire life, I think that's when I actually grew because no one had expectations of me of who I'm supposed to be or who I am. I genuinely got to choose who I was. And that was actually around the time that I changed my last name. I changed my whole life and I started a whole new life of who Maddie wanted to be with her entirety. 
Was that really hard? Was it difficult for you to embrace yourself? It was. I would say it was very, very difficult. The thing I struggled with the most was self-love and not feeling like I was worthy of love because I felt that my own parents couldn't even love me. And so why could anyone else and why should I love myself? And so that was probably the hardest thing. I mean, I've had to work with a lot of coaches and go through a lot of a lot of internal searching to get where I'm at, especially in just a short time of three years of going from my car to making over six figures in my own business. Like there's definitely a transformation there, but it it's the best thing that I ever did. And I'm so happy that I did because I would never have gotten the opportunity to embrace who I really am and make the change and transformation that I'm making in people's lives. I need a life coach now, right? I mean, <laughs> no, I think self-love is like seriously one of the, it's, I, I have a hard time dealing with mm-hmm. it a lot of times. I mean, I think you know, I have sure. days that I love myself and I have days I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Right? But like, I think we're kind of almost taught even as children, like you're cocky if you love yourself sure, or, you know, oh, be absolutely. Humble, which means be self-deprecating, you know, and it's a really difficult thing to figure out who you are and love that even if other people are not treating you the way that you would hope that they would. For sure. It's interesting that we live in a society where they teach, like, you need to love yourself. Like, everyone knows that, but no one really practices it or accepts it. And then as soon as you do show self-love, you get shamed. When I post a selfie, I'm feeling beautiful today. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. People resent that they do they and even Travis and I have talked about that and he's like they're taking away your femininity when men resent that and like oh Maddie's superficial no I love myself why do you think people shame other people they do not know how to handle it I think honestly too people will shame you when a they can't understand you like they can't comprehend basically okay too I've achieved a lot of success at a young age and when people realize that I'm in my 20s they're like that's not okay. And it's mm-hmm. like, just because you couldn't comprehend achieving what I have when you were my age does not mean that it's not achievable. And so I think a lot of it is they're actually putting shame on themselves, but they're projecting it towards you. I think that's all For it sure. comes down to. If someone shames something about you, it's because they're shaming something about themselves. What was your breaking point? Like when, when did that, do you remember, was it a magical moment? Like everybody seems to have that moment, right? You were in your car and now you're where you're at now. Like what, <laughs> when, when did you realize I got to do something different when did with you my snap? life? So, okay. So my breaking point. Um, or would that be the proper term to yeah, use? Yes, yeah, yeah, for it sure. was. We all have that breaking point. I think any successful person honestly has that breaking low point. So I had actually nine months before when I was married, bought in a Doberman puppy Um, up in Idaho and we had to keep pushing out when we went and picked him up because our house wasn't built. And so around that time went through the divorce and everything a month after living in my car, that's actually what got me out of my car is I was supposed to pick up this puppy. And I'm like, well, we spent $2,500 on this dog. I might as well go get it and sell it because I'm obviously not doing well right now. And I went and got him and I had first pick of the litter. And of course, Maddie picked the runt that couldn't walk and wasn't supposed to live. And so I brought him home and that's that's why I went to West Valley is it was really, really hard to find any place that would rent to someone with a Doberman, let alone a seven week old Doberman puppy. Sure. And so ended up there and it was about three weeks living there and I decided I was done with life. I wrote letters to my entire family and my ex-husband and everyone and... um. I was done. I was so alone 
and terrified. And um, I walked out the door and my cute little Doberman puppy was sitting at the stairs. And I looked at him before I left and I realized that I am going to do exactly to him what my family did to me. I committed to be his mom and I'm leaving him and he's going to end up in a pound and he's not going to have a good life. And so I honestly took ownership of being a mom and I burned the letters and I shut the door and I said, I will do whatever it takes to get us out of this mess and provide a home for me and this puppy. And I um, I worked 65 hour weeks and was able to buy a home for us about nine months later. So it was. Do you still have the dog? I do. So that's Bugatti. He's my Doberman. You'll see him in all my photos. (laughs) He he's cute. He was expensive with his vet bills, but he was a version of me, which is why I chose him. Is no one wanted him, and no one thought he was gonna live. And so I went all in for him and us. And and now look at you. (laughs) It's like you you were each other's guardian angels. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. That dog is saved my life. You know what? Let's actually take a quick break here. That would be Play great. a couple messages here from our sponsors, <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll come right back. Okay. So hang tight. All right. It's that time of the podcast where we take just a couple of minutes, tell you about a couple of our awesome sponsors. Now, remember, when you support one of our sponsors, you are supporting this podcast. Hey, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Market Source Real Estate. I know we have listeners that are moving here to Salt Lake City. How do I know that? Well, you're emailing me and you're telling me that. You're asking, where do I move to? Where is a good location to go to? Where is the hip and happening places to live? This is where you need to contact our friends Monique and Jeremy Higginson over at Market Source Real Estate. They are top-notch realtors and they are going to help you out. Yeah, and for the last 17 years, they've actually been specializing in helping people buy and sell homes in the Sugar House and the greater Salt Lake area. They have a background of flipping houses, and they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves, so they really know all the ins and outs of all these older homes. If you're looking to sell your home, maybe you want to move across town, maybe you want to leave Utah, I have no idea. Market Source Real Estate, they specialize in helping sellers update or repair their homes, which will of course increase the value and make you more money. If you're looking to buy an old home, they know what to look for an older home so you don't end up buying a money pit. Again, contact Monique and Jeremy Higginson at Market Source Real Estate. You could check out their website, thinksaltlakecity.com, or just give them a call, 801-810-6773. Give them a call, let them know you heard about them on this podcast, and many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, this episode of the podcast is also sponsored by the Salt Lake Barber Company. Guys hit me up all the time. They're like, who trims your beard? Where do you get your haircut? Full disclosure, this is where I go. I mean, of course, Salt Lake Barber Company, best haircuts in town. They are located at 10 East, 800 South, right on the corner of 8th and Main, right in the central 9th district of downtown Salt Lake City. They offer haircuts, beard trims, even straight razor shaves, which I have yet to try. I don't know if I ever will try One day, maybe. One Mm, day. uh, We'll see about that. (laughs) They are a true community barbershop focused on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. 
They do take walk-ins, which I used to live the walk-in lifestyle. Just walk into a barber shop and say, give me an, an everyday haircut, right? But now I go to saltlakebarberco.com. I book my appointment right there. It allows you to select your barber, which I go to Isaac because he's my barber over there, guys. Saltlakebarberco.com. Schedule an appointment. You are guaranteed to get that haircut at that time. Again, they offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. They are located 10 East 800 South, saltlakebarberco.com. And many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's jump right back into that conversation with Maddie Mink and find out more about being an Instagram influencer. Thanks for listening. When did you decide to become an influencer coach? Well, first of all, I had been a personal trainer. I'd built my training business and my fiance did coaching for personal trainers. And I was like, what an amazing gift that not only have you built a successful business personal training, but you want to share that with other people and teach them how to do it. Because he saw a need in the industry and that people weren't able to actually create a living, even though it's such a needed thing to have trainers. And so I had built my following as an Instagram influencer and public figure, and I had gotten so many cool opportunities, so many paid sponsorships, just opportunities that people don't get. And I started to see people like, that's so cool. Wow, I wish I could do that. And they they were almost envious in a way. And I'm like, I'm just Maddie. What do you mean? You totally could do this. Like, I see these amazing people. And I started to realize there's so many amazing people in this world that have such beautiful message to share They just don't know how and they have no one willing to teach them how. And I actually have gotten so much harsh feedback from other influencers upset that I share the secrets of the trade or how to build a following or how to build a business. Like there's not enough sponsorships to go around or not enough collaborations to go around. And I just saw this selfish mentality with influencers and it was competitive. I'm like, why aren't we collaborating together? Why aren't we building each other up? That's not what this is about. And so that's when I realized and I spent more than a year, not only learning how to replicate it, but how to help other people monetize it as well for their businesses and what they're doing. And so I did not just release a program. I'm like, okay, now I'm a coach. I spent a lot of time working with a lot of people, almost beta testing. And I've used my own profile and sacrificed my own profile to see what works, what doesn't work, how to grow your following the fastest, how to actually build an organic following that's engaging with you, how to get clients. And I'm like, I would be selfish not to share this with the world. So what would it be like? Let's pretend I decide I want to work with you. What does that look what does that look like? I don't know. Can (laughs) can we talk a little bit about that on the podcast? Yeah. So it just depends. All of my programs, I would never say this is like exactly what it is. This is what you get because I feel like people are really, really different. I think the biggest thing though is the content that people are putting out. And when I say by content is your message. And so when I work with people, I'm not just like, this is how you take a photo. This is what you say. I help them really figure out their purpose and their message. So a lot along the lines of the life coaching and the transformation coaching that I've done and how to keep your message in the light. And that's one thing that I've said to Travis and I've told him, I was like, you know, when people go on Instagram or they go on Facebook and they just vent or they just dump all their garbage or the things they're going through and just spread all this negativity. I was like, that is like a mass shooting of people's emotions. Like it's so not okay. And people, people's messages and purposes are in the dark and it just, 
it's not okay. And so I teach people how to keep their message in their light, how to stay motivated, how to actually make the connections with businesses. I grew up being raised by entrepreneurs. I know how to connect with people. I know how to connect with businesses. I'm very, very good at that, but it's amazing how many people don't. And so it's teaching the connections with businesses. It's teaching how to get sponsorships, how to formulate your message, how to share it. On top of it, I have my whole social media team that's doing the back end work. Because that's one thing with my influencers is they will spend, I mean, I was spending like five to six hours a day trying to build my following, like trying to like follow people like me or like their stuff or comment. And I'm like, that's not what influencers and public figures should be doing. They should be focused on making new connections, on actually engaging with their followers, on not trying to get people to them. And so that's where I've actually have a team of four people that work on my influencers profiles doing the back end work, the work that is more of the the algorithms, getting people to your page. And then I help you on your content, on your brand, on the photos that you're posting and how to make all of those connections work. Because So it really takes a team. And that's the first issue issue that influencers make is they think it has to be all them and it doesn't. But what if you can't afford a team? So, and that's where, honestly, I would say if you're in a position where you can't afford a team, then you should figure out how to, because there's there's enough resources in this world. I cannot tell you. And it's so funny. People are like taking out any sort of credit line is bad. No, it's not. It's learning how to leverage your funds and actually invest in ways that can help you pay it back. Sure. And that's one thing that I help educate people too is with their money, with their credit store, how to actually save money. I have financial coaches that I help them with to actually build up the savings, build up this legacy so that they can continue to be an influencer, that they can do it full time, that they can get paid to travel. But you have to you have to be able to leverage what you have appropriately. Yeah, it makes sense. Because if you're only one person and to be an influencer, you have to constantly be creating new content. And yep. You have to constantly be coming up with things. And doing you're all the back end person. work. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of day-to-day operations mm-hmm. that are can be performed by other people. But it's probably really hard for people to let go of that. Don't you think? Some people to be like outsource this. Yes. this I would say very, to you're talking to me here. That, no, that's no, me. That's me. Here, here's it the, is. I started this podcast by myself. Uh-huh. Chrissy came along and it was like, oh, I wanted her to help so bad. Oh, it was so hard. But I was going to come in and ruin your <laughs> baby. It was so you know? hard. But yep. at the same time, I realized I have to let other people in if yep. I want this thing to grow. And that's my biggest problem. That's actually been my problem in every business in mine and Travis's business is I can do a lot. I am very talented. I can do graphic design. I can do a lot of things, but I should not be doing everything. I should only be leveraging my time when I'm best at and then outsource the rest. That's why I have a house cleaner. I'm not a princess, but it is not worth my time to spend hours deep cleaning our home when I could be working on the business and making money and actually growing the business. Yeah. Find your genius, right? Yep. Absolutely. And, and I agree with that. And that's the thing. It's like, if you love the whole backend stuff, then absolutely continue to do that. But if you don't, that shouldn't stop you from being able to share your message and be a public figure. And I think that's the part that stops people the most. I mean, I'll be real. The algorithms change like every couple months, like the amount of coders chats that I'm on and the amount of like back-end work I have to do to stay up to date, I don't want people to have to do that work, which is why I actually just created a Facebook group on Sunday is because the demand was so high. And within like 
an hour, I already had 200 people wanting to be a part of it. And it's just about being an influencer on Instagram and helping with algorithms, even how to set up two-factor logins so people can't hack you. I shared a video about that today and people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed. I'm so happy. I'm like, that's really sad. Like the most common things, I'm like, people mm-hmm. really need help because hacking's really bad right now. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Oh, Or it's uh, I guess Facebook too. Yeah, you Facebook know. and Instagram. Probably at least like four times a month, I get an email that my account's trying to oh, be hacked. Jeez. I actually, oh. I think I joined that group, right? Didn't I? I joined your Facebook yes. group. Yep. I, I, you probably get, anyway, what, what, how can people, <laughs> can anybody join it? Yes, so absolutely. Our listeners, yep. They just apply, they, they um, yeah, they just apply and then I will approve them to make sure they're actually a real person because I want quality people on that page. What's the name of the So it's the Next Gen Influencer Group. So just type that into yep, the next search. Next Gen Influencer Group. And I'll put the link too yes, with yes, this episode at IamSaltLake.com. You need Perfect. to get in it, Chrissy. I do need to get in it. It sounds interesting. Instagram, you know, the funny thing about Instagram is Instagram was actually a big influence for starting this podcast. I used to walk around the city, take pictures of, you know, the cool buildings, graffiti, stuff like that. And then something kind of faded away from me. And this was back 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. And then now it just seems like Instagram is just blowing up. And I'm like, I'm kind of tired of Instagram, but I need to get back into it. Well, and you've got to realize you're talking about a time before it was owned by Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you were almost, I wouldn't say like you were trying to do dual competitors, like you were trying to do competitors, but now they're so synchronized that people would be stupid not to be cross-posting on both because you want to maximize on both platforms. On top of it, one thing that people don't know about, which I have been saying forever, is IGTV. Do you think people watch that? I don't no, even know how I to don't. find I it. I don't think I don't people watch it. Exactly. It. So this is my point. So <laughs> this is my point. And it's so funny because no coder, no one's ever said this to me. I am just very aware of the patterns and I will see them before they come because people sit down in my office and I'm like, so what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, I want to be an influencer like on Instagram and then like be a YouTube star and make millions. Like <laughs> that is the most common thing that people tell me, which is fantastic. But I will tell them YouTube is not the way to go right now. Really? Why is that? Why? Okay. So, well, if you're trying to make millions, you're not going to go on YouTube right now. Maybe six or seven years ago. See, they're looking at these influencers, these vloggers who make millions from YouTube. But that was six or seven years ago. YouTube is the hardest social media platform to build right now. Because Facebook and Instagram hate YouTube. If you put a YouTube link oh, or you it, put, nobody sees it. Yep. Or anything about to YouTube, nobody sees it. And so when my influencers are like, well, I'm just gonna do a swipe up to my YouTube channel, I said, No, you aren't. You really think Facebook and Instagram are gonna let you see that? And they're like, Well, I'll just send a YouTube link to all my followers. No, you're not. You don't think they monitor your direct messages? Are you kidding me? Like, how stupid do you think they are? Anytime you do any of that, they're going to demote you. You're going to have issues. And so IGTV came out about six months ago and like everyone's like, what is this? I have no idea what it is. Still, people have no idea what it is. But when it came out, I was like, okay, I thought to myself, six or seven years ago, if I had the opportunity to be one of the first vloggers on YouTube, would I take it? Absolutely. And I asked everyone that. And they said, of course I would have. And I said, okay, but you didn't. Okay, so now you have IGTV, which is hosted by the biggest social media people, and you're telling me that you're not going to jump on board with them? Play their fucking game. Are you kidding me? So how do you find it? So IGTV, when you go to like your scroll page, it's in the top right and you can create a channel. And so I'm not, even to this day, I'm not saying that IGTV is huge yet. 
but start building your content. So I started building my content six months ago and it was about four weeks ago now, right before my first influencer workshop, all of a sudden they started putting IGTV videos not on a separate app, but they actually put it on your Instagram feed. And not only did they put it on your Instagram feed, but they actually promoted it above any other person's posts because they're trying to make YouTube obsolete. Instagram and Facebook are going to push IGTV. So their algorithm, if you post an IGTV, that's the first thing getting views more than just a video, more than just a photo. Doesn't matter how many likes or how much you play their algorithm. IGTV is the algorithm right now. I went from my IGTV videos, like at most, even with Elena Cardone, I maybe got a thousand views, right? Well, the video, as soon as they put it on my page, as soon as they promoted it, got 7,000 views in a night. I got five clients from one five-minute video. Now, so IGTV is just, you can only watch it on Instagram. You can't, Facebook doesn't show it, even though they're owned by the same Facebook doesn't show it, no. It's all on your Instagram, but it's attached to your feed. So when you're scrolling through, you can come across it and it will take you right into it. And now, not only does it take those 7,000 people right into my channel, but as soon as that video is over, oh, there's my next video. There's my next one because they're right on my channel now. I remember when IGTV came out more or less. I remember, you know, uh, I listened to a lot of social media podcasts and them talking about it. But honestly, this is one of the first times I've even heard more than just like, oh, go check out IGTV. It kind of was one of those things that hyped up and then it kind of. Oh, yeah, it totally flopped. And I'm still not going to say it's the biggest, greatest thing right now. But you would be stupid not to jump on board with something that's getting bigger. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying is people YouTube, great cross post to YouTube too, but don't put all your eggs in YouTube when that's the hardest social media platform to build. Why don't you play the game that the biggest social networks are playing? So what would you say to somebody? I hear this a lot, right? I'm sure same thing with Facebook live. It's like, well, I have nothing to talk about. So what do you tell your clients in that case? If you literally have no experiences then you must never leave your house. Yeah, try to create some. Seriously, dead. no, really. Like, <laughs> but I'm sure you hear thing. people say that, yeah, right? So like, like, oh, oh, I don't oh, know what to talk do about. Do I hear people say, yeah. oh my goodness, I just released my challenge, which I was briefly telling you about. And it's so funny because for a month, I only put that you have to do four IGTV videos. And oh my God, the uproar. More than trying to get a collaboration or any of the requirements for this challenge, it was IGTV. And I'm like, you really have no story of your childhood, no experience that you could ever talk about. Because people don't realize we all have the same experiences and sharing how you went through it and how you got past it can save someone's life, can inspire someone. Like people don't realize how much we all have the same stories and experiences. People just aren't willing to share them. Share anything. I don't care what you talk about. I don't care if it's the most inspirational thing. Start talking and you will be inspired because you have an audience of people. Well, and a lot of times it's, just doing it the first time too, yeah, right? Like doing sure. it, you're nervous. You're like, oh my gosh. And then as soon as you do it, kind of breaking you're like, the ice. you're like, oh wow, that wasn't that hard. Yeah. For sure. Well, and it's like a live, like I have a dash magnet for my phone and I put it up there. And if I'm just driving, just like I'd be talking to my best friend in the seat, that's how I treat it. I'll just start my live and I'll just talk and I'll talk about inspiration that I've had, or I'll talk about stories. Literally, I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm not reading the comments coming in while I'm on live. I'm just driving. But by the end of it, I'll save it, and I'll post that to my IGTV. That's majority of my videos. 
is that I'm just driving and talking because that's when I think the most and I think the deepest is when I'm in those thoughts and people are like, that's so unsafe. I'm like, I'm not touching my phone. <laughs> and if you can't talk to someone in the front seat or on the phone, then that's an issue. Do you get a lot of crap talk because you're driving? I get a crap talk about everything. I see people yeah. all the time. And I'm like, well, they're not even look Because I, I mean, obviously, you're not yes. the only person who does that. Oh, but, no. But, it's great. Yeah, which I noticed. And I'm like, well, that would be kind of a fun way to do it. Because uh-huh. you're not as uh, intimidated. Like, I'm just no. staring at my phone. And I see a lot of comments like, oh, you're, you know, you should get pulled over. And I'm thinking... Why? What are they doing wrong? They're not yeah. holding I'm the not phone. I'm not texting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Do you, do you have a lot of clients who have a hard time overcoming the possibility of getting shit talked at? You know, like, Absolutely. are people afraid to put themselves out there mm-hmm. because they're afraid that people will be negative towards them? Yes. And how I kind of counteract that and how I help them through that is sharing my experiences and my stories. So I've actually screenshotted and I show my influencers. So I have what I call my Okay, so I say I'm going to count this as a win. I have a book. And so every time that I get a message where I change someone's life or someone says I saved their life because of this post or something like that, I'll screenshot it and I'll put it in this book so that when I get something so horribly and negative, I know exactly why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for. But I also say the negatives, not for me to look at, but to show my influencers, Mm -hmm. even I get this. I'm not perfect. People will say this all the time. And what are they really saying? They're saying something about themselves more than they're saying it about you. And so it's like it's teaching them to look past that, which I think helps them be more of an inspiring public figure than anything else. And actually like a better human being to actually take themselves out of the equation because it's not about them. You got a workshop coming up, right? Uh, I have or, my challenge or the coming challenge up. Yes. coming up. We were, we were talking about off of off of air. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this challenge, <laughs> it's funny how I thought about it because we all have like those different components in our lives that makes up who we are. And where I'm really into fitness, I saw a lot of fitness challenges where it's like six week challenge, three hundred fifty dollars, and if you lose this percent, then you get all your money back. I'm like, hey, that's really cool, and I thought that was really fun. And so it was actually on Saturday. I was like, why don't I do that with Instagram? Because people's biggest issues is posting. So I'm going to do a 30-day Instagram challenge where it's $100 to enter. And then you have to post for the 30 days. And then you get all of your money back. On top of it, you get to actually, I'm going to do three grand prizes where you get coaching with me for a month for free. You get an hour and a half photography session to get a bunch of content. You get to come to my next workshop and like a bunch of different things. So I'm like, why don't I help people and actually share what I'm doing and, and who I am? And so I created this challenge and seriously, it just blew up within 24 hours. I mean, I spent the whole weekend doing branding and doing everything that I possibly could to like get this off the ground. I wanted to take away all the things that people say, I don't know what to post. So I did a calendar and I put, okay, this is a collaborative post. This is a selfie post. And I like go into it and I'm like, you have to show people your face. You can't just do a whole, like the amount of Instagram pages I see that you don't even know what that person looks like is so funny. And so it's trying to help people be dynamic and actually how to structure their content. On top of it, they're in a private group with me that they get coaching and exclusive coaching material for a month from me. Cause I, I honestly am just so passionate about it. I really am. Like you have to make an impact and an income, obviously, but I'm so passionate about helping people and actually helping them share their message and get past that hurdle. I mean, if you can post every day for 30 days, there's no way you're not going to get amazing results from that. 
How do how do listeners of I Am Salt Lake take part of the challenge? What's so the best way? So when we're releasing this is Sunday, right? Well, it comes out Sunday evening, Sunday, Sunday late evening. Sa- Sunday so afternoon. If if they listen right away, that's going to be the tough If they listen t- right away part. and message me before midnight, or you know what, for your followers, I'll extend it. So if by April first yeah. they can get to me and email me, okay, then I can send them all the information and I'll get them in the challenge. What if they listen mid-April? Towards the end of April, are you going to maybe be doing more? I will do another one. So I'll probably do another one. Probably I'll do them quarterly. So if they email me, um, at least get in my Facebook group and I'll be posting about them then. These challenges are honestly just to give back and to show people that they really are powerful and have an influence on people. I, I kind of want to do the challenge. You should. You should. <laughs> it sounds interesting. No, I, mean, I it, think you both it should. It really does. I need to get back to... I need to get back to Instagram. Mm-hmm. That, yep. it, it is such a, what I like about Instagram other than even Facebook, Facebook is, you know, either political or people get so mean on mm-hmm. there. There's so much negativity on there. I feel a lot of times, well, not so much anymore because I've really like curated my feed, mm-hmm. but gosh, I used to just get off there and I would want to kill myself. I'd yep. be like, what's the point of this? <laughs> I don't even understand why people want to be on Facebook if they don't have a reason. Like the only reason I go on Facebook a lot of times is because I do a podcast and it's like, yep. why, why do you even want to, it's. So I don't really scroll. Uh, I don't uh, scroll through Facebook or Instagram anymore. And I hate saying that it's no, probably because I'm too busy. No, too. it's not. There's but nothing wrong with that. It's I'm focused. I'm not focused on what other people are doing. I'm focused on the influence I'm putting out. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I see influencers, coaches, people get so caught up in what everyone else is doing. Who's doing this workshop? Who's doing this? Who's doing this? And you get so drugged down by that darkness that you can't actually create and be inspired. And I'm like, I'm just focused on me, my fiance, what we're building and slaying at it. And that's when I enter into that space, I get the most inspiration. And I honestly would say that's the only reason I've been able to get where I'm at in like two years. Like it's because I'm so much in the positivity and just focused on me and being better than myself than I was the day before. Let's kind of switch gears a little bit. There's a few Salt Lake City related questions that I like to ask on the podcast. Being a Salt Lake City podcast it's just kind of been a fun little part of it that I've included. We've all had those moments where we get a friend that notifies us, Hey, I'm coming to town or even family that have never been to Utah, right? They've never been to this Valley, the area. What would you say? We got to go check this out. We got to go do this, right? And a lot of this is because we have listeners that are new. They're coming to Salt Lake or coming to the area. You know, the whole Valley, I consider the whole Valley, right? Ogden Pro yes, or whatever. Absolutely. What would be the Maddie tour? If any. (laughs) Okay. A hundred percent already knew this. So Mill Creek. Have you guys ever been up Mill Creek? Yeah. In the winter. Oh, it's beautiful. In the winter. Beautiful. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. I've been. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So there's a hike to Dog Lake, which is really, really fun in the summer. But in the winter, they actually close off the road to Dog Lake. So the road is completely covered in snow. And on odd days of the month, it's off-leash dog days. So you have this road that goes for miles and miles and just everyone brings their dogs. So it's like a hiking, snowshoeing, dog park combo where you can sled down, you can snowboard. It's just the funnest experience. And I'm a doggy mama for well, life. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So we bring our two boys and we'll just go on like the most nice, pleasurable walk just up this like beautiful canyon. Like it's it's honestly the most surreal, beautiful experience. And it is my favorite thing to do. Like if I get a day off, you know exactly where Maddie is. That's it. So I would say go up Mill Creek, especially in the winter. 
Just bundle up and just walk on the road. And if you have dogs or love dogs, it's the funnest experience. And surprisingly, everyone's dogs are really well behaved. And since usually the people that go up there actually have really like nice, really well cared for dogs, it's so fun to see like the different breeds and how they interact. And it's fun. Like you'll have like 30 dogs all playing together. It's so fun. Gosh, now we need to get a dog. Thing. I know. That's, you just need to rent a dog. You can borrow mine. We don't even have a dog at the moment. But uh, what about another question I like to ask is favorite local eating spots? I know it's a silly question, but you would be surprised how many listeners write this down. Like they're making jots. They're like, oh my gosh, Maddie recommended this cool little coffee shop or something. I don't know. So 110%, I would say pulp. Lifestyle okay. kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, I think no, that's, yes, where, that's, we where, ran, that's, that's where we so ran into so each you other. You know, I mean it. Yeah. So the, yeah. the good thing I love about Pulp is, and how I got so connected with them and I love them, is I actually went in and I was an influencer. The owner was working the front counter and he had no idea who I was. I didn't know he was the owner. So I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, oh my God, like everything looks so good. It does, yeah. It does. And I'm like, I don't even know what to get. And so he literally went through every single menu item. He let me try some stuff. It was just so sweet, so sweet. And I actually had a consult client there with me. And so we just got to have this fun experience. And we went and had our food and I had the Prima Bowl with uh, salmon and it was so good. I'm like, hey, do you mind... To my client, I was like, do you mind taking a photo of me with this food? Like, I really want to post about this restaurant. Like, this is a win. So I did this post, and it had gotten more likes than any of my other posts. Like, we're talking, like, at that time, I think the most likes I'd ever gotten was 2,000, and it easily got over 3,500. And I tagged Pulp, and I just gave an honest review. And even the owner brought us out some, like, uh, black bean desserts that taste like a brownie. It was so good. But he messaged me after, and he said, you didn't have to do that. He didn't know as an influencer, I didn't know as the owner, but he messaged me. He said, I'm so happy I met you, but you didn't have to do that. And he's like, I've gotten so many inquiries about our restaurant since you posted that. And he said, I have a $200 gift card waiting for you at the front as a thank you for giving an honest testimonial and coming into my restaurant. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. And so we sat down with him and I'm actually an influencer for him. And so he's like, come bring your consults here. I'll, I'll treat you to food. I'll do this. Travis and I go in there no matter what. And we'll just go and they sponsor our events. They're, they're just awesome. And we just, we love what they're about. We love their food. We love being able to feed our team in the middle of like our two day transformational events. We love being able to feed them healthy food that helps them go through the day. I mean, our events are 830 to 6 PM for two days that you're finding more transformation in your life than in two years and than in two days. Like it's amazing. And so that's like by far the best food that makes me feel the best. And I love it. I love the team there. I love what they're about. And he just has an amazing story. We put the owner on our stage a lot. You should probably I, have I was going to say, more. I need to get him on I Am Salt yeah, Lake, I Yes, guess. you yeah. absolutely do. He needs to be the next one you get on because he's he's amazing. He has an amazing story. And I just, I love people that that want to rise together. How, do you know any idea how many locations are you probably don't know? Um, yeah, he actually has four now. Okay. I believe he has four. And then he just got a contract with the airports. So oh, they'll wow. be putting pulp in airports, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, because yes. I know there's one by Liberty Park, and then the one I ran into you, I in where Sandy. was that State Street? Yep, and that's like about uh, yeah, State Street, about 90th and 106th in between yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, that was my first time ever going there. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good, and it's so affordable for how healthy it is. That's yeah. the one thing with healthy restaurants. I've seen them go out of business because they charge try to charge an arm and a leg that people aren't willing to pay. But it's affordable. It's good. The food is all healthy, and they actually reuse everything. So like the pulp from their juice. They put in their meatballs. 
So they use like reuse a lot of the same food to give you all the nutrients as best as possible. So they're awesome. I love it. They have two locations in Salt Lake now. I think I need to take you there, don't I, Chrissy? Yes, you do. I'm actually (laughs) sitting here thinking about how bad I want to go. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) One more question, then we'll kind of, well, actually a few more questions. Would you change anything about Salt Lake City or Utah in general if you could? Or are you happy the way it is? So Salt Lake City, not Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Okay. I really struggle in Salt Lake City because of the one-way roads. They get me every time. I hate driving down here. It's the worst. The 500, 600 South? I don't know which ones they are. I don't drive down here. Like, it is a thing. Yeah, it's bad. Travis drove us here because I don't drive. It always surprises you. You're like, wait, what? I know. And I I genuinely have this fear that, like, you know, people are like, I think I'm going to die on a roller coaster. Like, they have that fear. I have that with one-way roads. Like, you see a one-way sign and Maddie pulled over. I'm not driving. I can't. Stop laughing. I'm serious. It's, it's horrible. You know, it's funny. I've seen it's so true. many people up here turn r- the wrong way. I like, have, all I know, the time. Like, that's how you die. Yeah. I have, and I'm, I haven't actually within the last few years. I have, and I, okay. and, I and I live. It's a genuine, the, you know, issue because and a lot of times they're not labeled very properly. Oh no, no, not and you don't know till you're halfway down the road, and like everyone's coming everyone's at you, and you're like, what, the, what do I do? I've okay. obviously been in that situation a few times. So if I could change anything, that would be the first thing. So. When Maddie's running for mayor, that's the first thing I'm changing. Oh, I love it. No more one-way roads. I'm on board. I'm on board. I got her vote. Chrissy always has a final question she throws out at our listeners, but I kind of want to, as kind of wrap this up, kind of wrap. So how can listeners connect with you again? And then your influencer group and and all of this stuff. Obviously, Instagram. So it's just Minky, M-I-N-K-Y. Give you a follow on there. Yes, please follow me. Please message me too because I love to connect with people and kind of chat with my followers when they start following me, especially if they heard it from the podcast. Mention this podcast so I can kind of know. And then Facebook is Maddie Mink. And then my page is the Next Gen Influencer featuring Instagram. So that's the group that you'll want to be on, especially if you have a business or wanting to be a public figure or influencer on Instagram, like that's your place to go. So. And do you have a website or anything? Yes, or- MaddieMink.com. So okay. M-A-D-D-Y-M-I-N-K.com. Very cool. Anything else mm-hmm. you want to you want to mention or that we didn't talk about before Chrissy throws the final question at you? No, I'm happy to be here. I think I, it's super fun. I love supporting other businesses, entrepreneurs, and podcasters. Thank like, you. I'm super excited. I mean, we've already, even before this podcast, found so many ways that we could connect and help yeah. each other. And that's what it's about. And that's what, that's what it should be about. That's why Salt Lake is like, there's so many entrepreneurs here and we're meant to work together and help each other. That's again, another reason of doing this show, just because of the incredibleness that this Valley brings of people wanting to create their own thing. All right. I'm going to drop the gavel. Uh, If you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto, what would it be? Find someone to help you unveil your potential. I think so many times people say, Just think positively, just do this or just be motivated. And I genuinely believe that we are meant to have people in our lives unveil who we are and what our potential is. We're meant to have mentors. We're meant to have coaches. We're meant to learn from each other. I will always have a coach in my life teaching me something so that I can expand my knowledge. So honestly, what I would say is you cannot unveil your full potential until you have someone to help do it for you. Boom. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for coming and doing the show. I always tell people, 
let's catch up down the road, right? I mean, you know, bring you back through, see what you're up to, yes. see how Instagram's treating you. And- oh, yeah. Well, you better be at the wedding. <laughs> well, exactly. Live from the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on IGTV. Yes. Let's get on it. Very yes. cool. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Many thanks again to Maddie Mink for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can find out more about Maddie and connect with her by visiting IamSaltLake.com forward slash 375. Hey, before we get into our weekly recommendations, which I know we have some awesome weekly recommendations this week, let's give some love to our Patreon supporters. These are our awesome listeners, our awesome people that are, you know, they're kicking on over a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, just a way to help keep this podcast going because there is a lot of outlets that people don't realize, you know, what what's needed to keep this podcast going or our next things that we do. I know we, we're working hard on trying to get video implemented. We're working on that and, and our Patreon supporters are, are making that happen. If you are interested in becoming a supporter, go to patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash I am Salt Lake. Literally as little as $1 and we'll read your name here uh, on the podcast. Just like these awesome supporters, John Miller, Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Wendy Joe Bradshaw, the Ute Daddy Lawn Process, Thelma Rother, Nicole Davison, Alex Santi, Riley Padilla, Brandon Hill, Will Dugdale, Brittany Hemingway, Jeff Hadfield, Michael Beck, Eric Tomorrow, Jeff Hat, Sana, Alan Martindale, Nick Naylor, Brett Schmidt, Three Irons SLC, Nikki Line, Michelle Stevens Williams, Margaret from over at Dirt in Your Skirt, Christopher Heiser, Jay Chambers. We've got an amazing group of people. Did I even breathe at all? I don't know. That, that was impressive. I, I was just trying to go down the list. Usually <laughs> I stop and I'm like, okay. You right. can do this. I feel like I need to like say something awesome just because, I mean, honestly, when I started this podcast, and I, I probably say this every month when I read these listeners, like to have this many people that are like, we love your show so much that we want to be a supporter. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, and, and I get it. Everybody, you know, money's different for everybody. So right. don't don't feel bad if you can't. I appreciate you as a listener, and I'm sure Chrissy will say the same thing. I mean, share an episode with your family or friends, even if that's the only thing that you could do to support the show. Exactly. Support in the way that you can, and we appreciate all of you for whatever way you're willing to support us. Again, patreon.com slash Lake. I believe there's also a link right there at IamSaltLake.com. With this episode show notes, weekly recommendations time. If this is your first time listening... And this idea came to my head. It, it was, it's only been a few weeks, maybe a couple months, maybe now, where I was like, you know, we're doing so much awesome things. We have our own recommendations. So let's, let's recommend some of our uh, things that have, uh, that we've been enjoying. I'm going to let you go first, though. Okay. My recommendation this week is to go visit your local restore. That sounds like a pitch. But for real, if you're remodeling or building, it's just a really great place to go and find things. I mean, I went to help my parents find some stuff for the house that they're remodeling, and I had so much fun. And it's over uh, like 13th South and yeah. 5th West, 500 West, 
kind of near, I hate to say the word on this podcast, but near Walmart kind of. <laughs> the W word. And, but uh, hey, so I got a weekly recommendation and I did not, usually we jot these down so we kind of know what the other one's recommending. You're going to kill me for this one, oh, Chrissy. Oh, no. And, but I, I want to I recommend it on the podcast. I want people to go check out your ma- mascara showdown. Uh, now, is there a website oh, for this? You. So, um, yes, it's not great yet, but MascaraShowdown.com. And what's the best way? Because the reason, okay, so the reason I'm going to recommend this to our listeners is I see the joy it brings in your life. You're you're putting this mascara on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't wear mascara. But I, you have really been enjoying doing this. And I love seeing the interaction that it's bringing on oh. Facebook for you and on your Instagram, which people can connect where the, on the Instagram mascara At showdown, mascara showdown, one and, word, and then YouTube. Yeah. T- t- trying to do a YouTube channel. I'm putting you on the spot. You, here. I, I'm blushing okay. a lot. <laughs> where? So YouTube is just mascara showdown. It might be Chrissy Hollifield and I need to like figure that out. Okay. But uh, I only have one YouTube thing, but yeah, I, I just you're so sweet for years i've i've wanted to do this and test mascaras for real and it's just a passion i've always had so and i think it's going to allow our listeners to get to see another side of you right the frivolous side of me the frivolous side or if they have recommendations i don't know Mm -hmm. i just think it's great connect with with chrissy and check out what she's got going on with mascara showdown wow thank you Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to support our show sponsors, Five Wives Vodka, Market Source Real Estate, and the Salt Lake Barber Company. We'll have links for all of them at our website under the show notes for this episode, which you can always find at IamSaltLake.com. Hey, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, or if you just want to say hello to us, we love hearing from our listeners. There is an email address that you can do that at, hello at IamSaltLake.com. Really easy, really simple. Just say, hey guys, I'm listening to the podcast. Love what you guys are doing. And if you want to send me some cookies or candy or send us some letters or packages, you can always send us something to P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. And if you send us stuff, we'll talk about it here on the show. Indeed, we will. We need more stuff for our mailbag section. Especially if you're a local company. Send us your stuff so we can talk about it. Exactly. Hey, you have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. It's beautiful out there. And we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy.